Siddur Snippets is uh, sponsored in the Schutz of Rafur Shlema for Adol Bas Al Tonight we begin the section of Psukei de Zimra, the uh, long section that we recite in anticipation to prepare us, to get us ready to have the most meaningful tefillah experience. The heart, the essence of prayer is the Amida. It's called the Amida because it's the only part of davening where in fact we're standing before the king. It's the only part that we're in conversation, that we're in a rendezvous with the Ribbonu Shalom, with the Almighty. The rest of tefillah, everything before the Amidah and after the Amidah is all about meditating about Hashem, reflecting on Hashem, preparing for that conversation, coming off of that conversation. But it's not tefillah in the sense that it's not prayer. The only time we're talking to Hashem is the Amidah. The rest of the time we're talking about Hashem, which explains an interesting mission. The Mishnah says that you're allowed to interrupt Shema. We know sometimes you can initiate, sometimes you can respond. But when it comes to the Amidah, the Shemona Esrei, even if there's a snake wound around your ankle, you can't interrupt. Of course, if it's a venomous snake, if it's a threat, a danger to one's life, of course one interrupts. But you'd think it'd be the opposite. Kriya Shema is biblically mandated. We have a mitzvah midaraisa, a Torah obligation to recite Shema. Shemona Esrei is a rabbinic obligation. So why do we treat Shemona Esrei so much more stringently, so much stricter than Shema. The answer is very simple. Shema, we're talking about God. Psuke de Zimra, we're preparing to talk to God. The only part of our davening that we're actually having that conversation, that we're in His presence, that we're pouring out our heart, that we're feeling that connection, is the Amidah when we're standing before Hashem. You're talking to the King of Kings, you never interrupt. Not to initiate, not to respond, not out of fear, not out of honor. So how do we prepare for that conversation? That's where Psuke de Zimra comes in. The Gemara Barachas, Dav Lamed Beis, tells us, Leolam Yisader Adam, Shavachu Shal HaKadosh Baruch Hu, V'achra Kach Mispalo. Person should always begin by establishing the praise, articulating praise for Hashem, and only then do we daven. Why do we do that? Is it a strategy? So we spend time, I would throw out a number, but... 12 minutes, 13 minutes, 14 minutes, 20 minutes, 6 minutes, depends what minion you go to. But we dedicate time to say Psuke de Zimra in order to organize our, sh- our Shevach, our Shvach, our praise of Hashem, and only then do we daven. Is that a strategic move? Are we, so to say, praising God to get Him ready, to make Him more predisposed to answer us favorably? Hashem, you look amazing today. Hashem, you're so smart. Hashem, you're the best. Hashem, thank you for everything. Oh, by the way, there are a few things I need. Rav Pincus points out in the Sefer Sharon B'Tfilah, absolutely not. The strategy may work on people, it unlikely ever does, but it certainly does not work on the Ribbon Shalom. We're not positioning him through our praise so that he'll be more predisposed to the answer favorably. The Shevach is not for Hashem, it's for us. The Psuke de Zimra is for us to understand what we're trying to achieve, who we're talking to, how to have a conversation. You see, especially when we wake up in the morning, Shacharis is very, very challenging. We wake up, some of us struggle in the morning, disoriented to begin with, before we've had our first cup of coffee, and you can't see Hashem, can't touch Him or hear Him or feel Him or smell Him. None of the senses work in order to know Hashem is there. So how do you have a conversation with an invisible being? True, He's Avinu He's our Father in Heaven. And true, once our day gets started, we can feel His presence. And He does speak to us in so many ways. But as our day is first beginning, as we're initiated into the new day, it's so hard to connect with Hashem. So before we take those three steps forward and find ourselves in a conversation with Him, we have to prepare. And how do we prepare? By getting to learn and understand about Hashem. And how do we learn about Him? By understanding how categorically different He is than we are. He's omnipotent, He's omniscient, He's infinite. We are finite, we're limited. 
He's all powerful, he's limitless, and we are so dependent, utterly dependent on him. We are praising him, we go through the Psuke de Zimra, these verses of Zimra of song, not in order to position him so he'll answer us favorably. We do it so we learn about him, we understand whom we're about to address. We're going to take three steps forward and talk to him. Why should we ask him? Why should we appeal to him? Why should we rely on him? The answer is Psuke de Zimra. When we get to know and study and learn Hashem, and there's two themes in Psuke de Zimra. We're going to spend the next uh, several weeks learning Psuke de Zimra. There's two themes that emerge from Psuke de Zimra. Hashem reveals Himself through nature, and Hashem reveals Himself through history. You know what I want to know why we're turning to Him? Why do we rely on Him? Why are we asking Him? Because He controls the universe. He created the universe. And ultimately, He is the decisor. He is in charge of our destiny. How do we know? Because He controls and manipulates nature. He controls and manipulates history. We see it in history. So when did Pesuke de Zimra begin? We know there's a Torah obligation to say Shema in the morning and the evening. There's a rabbinic obligation or mandate to say Shema Esar three times a day, either modeled after the Karbanos or modeled after the Avos, the patriarchs. But where did Pesuke de Zimra come in? Why not just say Shema, Shema Esra and call it a day? Why do we have to have that first section so inconveniently placed in the morning when we have places to be and things to get to? The brachos of Baruch Sha'amar and Yishtabach, the bookends, the Psuke de Zimra, first appear in the period of the Gaonim. Rav Amram Gaon in the 9th century, Rav Sajid Gaon writes in his Siddur, he says, Our nation volunteered to recite a number of psalms, praises to Hashem, and before and after we say two brachos. So it sounds like both the appearance of the two brachos, Baruch Sha'amar and Yishtabach, in the Siddur of Rav Amram Gaon, or the Siddur, the statement of Rav Sajid Gaon, sounds like Psuke de Zimra was introduced in the period of the Gaonim. That Shema and Shemona Esrei weren't enough. In order to position us for success, in order to have a conversation which would mean something, that we'd walk away changed, transformed, we'd feel and trust Hashem, that we needed to be introduced with these Psuke de Zimra. So one assertion is it was in the period of the Gona. Rav Schwab and his Sefer says, no, the section goes all the way back to the time of the Tanoim and Amoroim. What's his evidence? What's his proof? He says we find Chazal going all the way back to Naim, not just Amoraim, make references to things that we say every day, which are in the Psuke de Zimra. So for example, the praise and the acknowledgement of those who recite Ashrei every day, the promise of the blessing, the one who recites Ashrei, or the longing of those who finish Halal, to be counted among those who finish Halal every day. And Halal Rashi says means the last six prokim of Tehillim, our Ashrei and Halalukah. So maybe these references are revealing the fact that Psuke de Zimra goes all the way back, not just to the Gaonim, but it was incorporated, it was instituted into Tefillah itself, that we don't just wake up and recite Shema, the statement of Hashem's existence, and then enter that conversation with Shemona Esrei. But first, we have to prepare with, with Psuke de Zimra. Perhaps there's another argument I want to suggest from a different Mishnah, we'll end with this tonight. It says, The Hasidim Rishonim were Shoshachas. The early pious people would prepare, they would meditate for a full hour. Then they would daven for an hour, and then they would reflect for an hour. We don't recite Psuke de Zimra for an hour, but maybe our Psuke de Zimra takes the place of that hour. See, we wake up and our mind, our head is filled with so much. A to-do list, tasks, things to get to, responsibilities, obligations, people, places, things. How do we clear space? How do we focus? How do we enter mindfulness and consciousness so that we're in a conversation? It would be rude to talk to someone we claim to love 
and be on our phone, be distracted answering text messages, be thinking about things that we have to do, taking notes, and it's rude to do that to Hashem. So what's the method? How do we focus our minds? How do we shut out those distractions? The Hasidim Rishonim was Shah Shah Achas, and we do it through the recitation of Psuke de Zimra. Through these two themes, nature and history, we see, we learn about, we meditate, we reflect, we are reminded that Hashem is the absolute decisor of not only the universe, but our lives. He's aware of everything in our lives, He's involved in everything in our lives, and therefore that Shemona Esri we're about to say is worth entering in the conversation with Him.